0: Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to my podcast, Mindful Drinking for Women, which is about exactly that. I help women get unobsessed with drinking alcohol by getting really honest with themselves about why they are over drinking in the first place and also how to replace harmful drinking habits with empowered mindfulness, which includes the ability to drink less or to choose not drinking at all. Hi, my name is Jessica Bettencourt. I'm a certified life coach and hypnotherapist specializing in addiction transformation. And I just got back into the flow of working after traveling for over a month. I was moving houses, getting my kids acclimated to their new schools. I also got robbed in Barcelona and denied boarding in Switzerland with my baby. So I've had an adventurous summer and I feel... Somehow like I should be tired, but actually I feel very excited to be back here and to be sharing more about my experience and how I healed myself from alcohol addiction and also how I can help you do the same. So I received some requests about how do you actually begin this process? Like what are the initial, most elementary steps that you could take? And so I would like to dedicate this episode It's kind of a short episode. If you hear an airplane, it's because there's an airplane above me. I'd like to dedicate this episode in response to beginning to answer that question, how to simplify this process. Because it can seem so overwhelming, It's like eating an elephant. How do you eat an elephant? One little bite at a time. So for me, change started to happen actually pretty quickly. Once I got honest with myself, that is the first step you must take, is to get honest with yourself. What is your drinking actually doing? What does it actually look like? And if your drinking never changed, what kind of consequences on your health and your mental well-being, your relationships with your family, partners, kids, and especially how will you feel about yourself if you're drinking as it is today or as it is normally in your routine habits what if it never changes and that is a thought that i had that was the thought that i had That got me spinning in this other direction of actually i don't think i want to be drunk grandma i don't want to be crazy wino lady out at the bars or out with a rattling cart of bottles at the grocery store. I don't want to be that person. And that thought made me feel yucky. That thought stopped me in my tracks a bit. And it got me to question my behavior in a different way where I hadn't before because I was rationalizing being okay with it. Because I actually really loved drinking as much as I hated feeling awful and I hated the anxiety and I hated how much energy and thought and money that I put into my habit was actually also in love with my habit. It was a love-hate relationship. But that love needed to be trumped by a big dose of reality. So that is the point that I got to, I was getting honest with myself and stop bullshitting myself and telling myself rationalizations and justifications to make it okay to tell myself that tons of people drink like this. Well, of course they do. And if you're drinking that way, you're probably hanging out with other people who drink that way, as I was too. And I actually I still do. A lot of my friends are I'll we'll call them boozers, winos. they drink a lot. and it didn't it didn't help to shine a light on me because I wasn't out of place. But what was out of place was my secrecy around it, my behavior at home, coming home from parties and still drinking, going out to dinner and then coming home and still drinking. So I had already begun to notice effects of really prolonged crankiness, horrible bouts of crying, was really high emotional, emotional highs and lows, mostly lows, (laughs) feeling really irritable, feeling stressed stressed beyond what would just be attributed to like poor sleep and basic parenting, adult life stress, but like very sensitive to stressors. Um, My nervous system felt shaky, felt very unregulated, felt like I couldn't hold a lot. Like I felt very overwhelmed for very simplistic things. Little things would just set me off. And I never, ever wanted to attribute any of these negative states that I was in to my drinking because I never wanted it to be the wine because then I might have to actually do something about it. But that was the point where I got to, was just this place of honesty. Like, what if my drinking never changed? What would the rest of my life look like and can I be okay with that? And it turns out, no, I wasn't gonna be okay with that. So I noticed that I was spending a lot of time, I got really honest with how much time that I spent, not only in the activity of actually drinking, the physical act, but probably spending twice that amount of time, three times, four times, just thinking about drinking. So whether that was thinking about how shitty I felt and how I could not feel shitty, did I need to take an ibuprofen that day, how much water could I drink, would I be able to make it to my yoga class later with this kind of a headache, I would think about how I wasn't going to drink that night. And it was going to be my spa night and health night. And that often didn't happen, right? I'd think about how I wasn't going to drink anymore, (laughs) ever. You know, we always make these drastic plans for change when we don't feel well. But why do we have to let it get to that point? Why can't we be more mature and be more realistic about what it is that we're actually doing with our lives? And then I would spend a lot of time often uh, thinking about how I was going to go get more alcohol. How could I make an excuse to go to the store? Do it? Did I need to buy a sponge so I could then also pick up some wine? You know, it was this kind of like shadiness that I was just pointing out to myself. Okay. It ceased being funny, right? Because I think for a lot of us, for myself especially, I made it humorous. I have wino magnets on my fridge. I would make a joke about it. And other people laugh because they can relate. But I suddenly felt like I didn't want to be relatable in this way anymore. I didn't want to be known as a wino. I didn't want my kids to go to the grocery store and point to the wine aisle and remind me to get wine. because That happened. I didn't want to feel awful in the morning taking them to school. I wanted to wake up and feel good and clear and bright. And those days were very few and far between. So I had to make a choice. And I was rationalizing my behavior. That, I think, is what keeps us stuck, is that we just rationalize our behavior. Oh, it's okay. People drink this much. It's fine. I don't feel that bad. I said that a lot. I don't feel that bad. Well, why don't we want to feel really good? rather feel really, really good. It took me a while to get here, but I do feel really good and I want the same for you. I also didn't have a strong enough reason or a why to begin making any changes. I had so much secrecy. I often drank in the evenings. Sorry, I always drank in the evenings or continued drinking just by myself, watching Netflix or whatever after my kids had gone to bed. I began hiding wine around the house, hiding it, just so that no one else would drink it, like guests or my partner. So I just always had my dirty little supply just for me. Like an emergency wino, in case of a, a wino emergency break glass. kind of. A, that would be a good gag gift to give me, right? And I wasn't really hurting anyone, which is also why this habit stayed in place for so long. I wasn't really hurting anybody. I wasn't going out driving. I wasn't, you know, Breaking things, damaging things, was damaging myself and my relationship with my spouse by wanting to just him to go away so I could just drink by myself. <laughs> Horrible. It was just me and my drinking habit just in this secluded little bubble. And even if I went out drinking with friends, like I said, or had drinks with my husband at dinner, I would that would be what people saw. And that seemed normal enough. But what people didn't see, and if they had seen it, I would have been embarrassed. Be honest, and this is the honesty. This is the point that you need to get to. If you're doing things you wouldn't tell other people about or you wouldn't want them to see, be honest with yourself about that. Does this indicate that it's time for a change in your habit? So since I was in a position where no one would really be pointing out to me that my drinking was becoming problematic, I had to come to that point of honesty by myself. With myself I had to stop creating confirmation bias to support the way in which I had by that point been drinking for years like maybe 20 years I was on average consuming 10 bottles of wine per week which didn't seem like a lot when I was doing it but now looking back in retrospect that seems like a shit ton that seems like a really unhealthy person That seems like a lot, way too much. Oof, I can't even fathom that now, but I definitely was there. And if you're there, know that you can step out of that and make that definitely not a norm for yourself as well. It just takes perspective, and it takes being honest with yourself. It takes getting real. And also, because I hung out while I still hang out with people who consume copious amounts of alcohol, my drinking hadn't seemed abnormal to me. And although I often felt like shit, I knew that that was not normal. So what had to happen first? First, the very first action step. Whoa, the wind just slammed my front door. <laughs> action step, slam the door. The first step that I took on this journey to freedom from alcohol addiction was to get honest with myself. So You must get honest with yourself that you're drinking Looks more like self-harm than pure pleasure. And stop making cute little jokes about how it's okay. Because it's doing you more harm than it is good. So I made that declaration out loud to another person. I told a friend of mine, a very neutral, non-judgmental person, that I thought that maybe I drink too much. And maybe I had been for quite some time. And guess what she said? Me too. Me too. And when she said that, I just felt like, oh, I felt so relieved. I felt so okay. (laughs) She was actually in the exact same boat as I was, keeping quiet about her habit as well, because she didn't have classical alcoholism traits. She was also a big time wino, also working in a health profession, and seemingly had a lot of her shit together. But this was very catalyzing for me. It gave me the comforting knowing that there were indeed, there are so many of us in this similar situation, women who have a drinking habit that is becoming or looking like something that's not going to get better on its own, it's on the heavy side, and yet who don't feel like they need a 12-step program or an intervention, that there are alternatives women who want to make changes in their drinking but don't know where to go or what to do, and this was me as well. So this is what happened first. Number one, I got real with myself and for myself, not for anyone else, because the only change will come when you are ready to do it for you, that my drinking was not normal, and it was my justifications around it that were keeping me from making any changes. It was the story I had around it. It was protecting it. I was protecting it. you got to stop doing that. Number two, I put it out there. By confiding in another trusted human being that I was ready to make changes. And by becoming visible, you sort of beat out shame, like you get there first. And then shame doesn't feel as powerful because you're actually taking the lead. There's no shame in seeking help. There's no shame in being active in your own healing process. That is something to applaud. That is something incredible. And number three, then I got curious. I really started to investigate what was so off-putting in my life. What was so hurt in, and damaged and traumatized in me? What was I not seeing? There was something I wasn't seeing. And What was amiss in me that propelled me to drink to the point of beyond saturation night after night? I didn't Know what it was. And that question, what am I actually drinking for? Why am I doing this? Is a very important one. And I will begin to explore that topic with you in next week's episode. So if you are someone who is ready to take action on healing your relationship with alcohol by doing the inner work, if you are excited about learning more about yourself and how to move past old pains and patterns then you may be a good candidate for my Mindful Drinking Method program where we look deeply at your triggers, symptoms, habits, and above all, we discover why you have a drinking lifestyle that looks more like self-harm than pleasure. If you're interested in that, there's a link in the show notes and you can book a complimentary conversation with me. I'd love to talk to you and I'm actually... Very excited to be doing this type of work. It's very exciting because you get to learn so much about how to let go of who you used to be. The drinking habit belongs to a younger, less mature, less wise version of you. And who you are now is someone who has every capability and potential to step very fully and powerfully into who you get to be instead. But the first step, the very first step, is honesty with yourself. Come out of the closet. Get visible within a community of other women who share your issue and are also becoming more and more willing to do the work to change it. And if you don't have such a community, you are welcome to join my private Facebook group, Mindful Drinking for Women. Come on in. You are not alone, and there's nothing wrong with you. So be kind to yourself and I'll see you next week.